What is up, everybody? Welcome to the first ever Dudes Who Bet Sports. So you want to bet sports, but you need some advice on how to cash in big at a heck of a price. Well, if you want enough money to line your shorts, then you're in the right place. This is Dudes Who Bet Sports. Dudes Who Bet Sports. It's your favorite show. Dudes Who Bet Sports. Where degenerates go. Dudes Who Bet Sports. Time to change your approach with Aaron Holderman and his father, the coach. Let's ride. Well, the Associated Press is full of shit. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Dudes Who Bet Sports Show. It's a special edition. It's the Papa Dudes Birthday Bash edition of the Dudes Who Bet Sports Show. Everybody wish Papa Dude a happy birthday. How are we doing today so far? Well, uh, I'm just glad I wake up every morning. That's nothing special to me. When you get this age, you don't really care. You're just just glad you got another birthday. Exactly. Yeah. No, no, no. We're not going to say that. No, uh, I've sent several people texting me and stuff. And it's, uh, it just, I'm so fortunate to feel so doggone good, you know? Yeah. I just hope that continues because I feel great. I don't have, (laughs) I don't have anything wrong with me. I don't, you know, I don't have to, take medicine i don't i haven't been a doctor in 20 years so uh, yeah. I, I feel really good i'm so lucky to feel so good no doubt no doubt about it and i and, and dennis chimes in his birthday was yesterday so that's right just one day apart there yeah yeah he's a lot younger than i am though great yeah. minds born in april i think that's right uh <laughs> i have slowed down I'll tell you that. I, I got out and worked in the yard yesterday. <laughs> I can't I have to pace myself. I can't I can't do physical labor like I used to, but I guess that's part of the part of it. But I feel really, really good and I I sleep good and I don't like I say I've got heartburn and that's about it. Well, yeah, I think that comes with the territory. Mark yeah. says when the candles cost more than the cake and you know that, Mark. Uh, <laughs> not old experience, Christopher Mayella says. So yeah, listen, it, it's 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 quite a bash because we've got a big time show today as well. We've got a ton of stuff to talk about, a ton of important stuff in the in the racing world. We'll talk a little sports at the end as well. Uh, but for the second straight week, uh, the racing kind of dominates the headlines uh, with us. Uh, you know, with these last preps, uh, we decided to come in and kind of talk about those. And uh, so, yeah, here we are. It's it's going to be a huge three prep weekend. Three big ones. I'll go ahead and put them up on the screen now, and we'll get going. And I'll tell you what: if you if you believe in, uh, you know, uh, I don't know what the word is. If you believe that your birthday's a lucky day, I guess I should say you might want to listen to Papa Dude's picks. He could uh, sweep <laughs> this uh, three race sequence here. Uh, all right, let's start with the Bluegrass Stakes. That's the one uh, that I will be at on Saturday at Keeneland. It's race nine, and it's a million dollar purse going a mile and an eighth. We got a field of twelve, so we got. Pretty full field here. Uh, I thought this one was a little bit more wide open than what the odds suggest, Papa Dude. Uh, give us your thoughts on this race. I thought this one was a mess, <laughs> really. I didn't see much. I'm not thinking there's a Kentucky Derby winner in the in, in this field. I don't know about you, but I, I don't see a, a whole lot. Uh, traditionally, isn't the bluegrass a little bit weak? of the preps it actually got downgraded to a grade two uh for for a while but i think with essential quality winning the race last year it bumped it back up to a grade one but before essential quality 
it kind of given us some not so great winners. I know Good Magic won the race, um, you know, a few years ago. He was obviously a pretty good horse, but its recent form has not been great until uh, obviously last year. Yeah. Uh, I kind of, I, I went round and round and round. Uh, I went with the four. Uh, Zandon, I feel like he's coming into this maybe in the better form than the rest of them. Uh, second in the Rimson, third in the Risen Star. I mean, he didn't win, didn't run bad, though. Um, I have to admit, I heard you guys talking that uh, Chad Brown does this sometimes. He sends those horses to the fairground as a prep for this. I did hear that right, right? Yeah, he uses this – this uh, wherever he sends them first, the, the main target for his three-year-olds that have been pretty good has, has been the bluegrass. Yeah. So I think I think the horse ran pretty good um, in the Risen Star. So I liked him uh, the best because I like that odds of five to two. Um, the favorite, of course, is Smile Happy. And um, – he, he was second in the Risen Star. I don't, but I, I don't know. I, I'm just not a Kenny McPeak fan. Mm -hmm. I just haven't seen him win a lot of these kinds. So I got that one second, and then it's a crapshoot after that for me. Uh, yeah, you go anyway, lots of ways. The thing I want to ask you, mm -hmm. you know, we, we use a website and they picked command performance. Mm -hmm. Tell me why. Well, so he's talking about Timeform US, which is uh, definitely a website I use a lot to handicap races. And basically their quote unquote picks are kind of, you know, I'm sure there's a little bit more that goes into it, but more or less it's, hey, who's ran the best Timeform number in the last like five starts? And believe it or not, the number one command performance has. Uh, he earned a 116 Timeform figure. Now, here's the caveat. It was the second race of the year. It came in a one turn affair. Mm-hmm. And it's a situation where he has not come close to running back to that number since his right. next race going two turns in the Breeders' Cup Juvenile uh, was a 106 time form. By the way, the Breeders' Cup Juvenile has come back to produce nothing. And then last time out, he was beaten by the number two horse, Fenwick, yeah, by five and a quarter lengths and earned a 100 time form. So. Could it be that that number is a little skewed? It could be that, hey, maybe he is better at one turn when he's stretched out. He hasn't been able to, you know, kind of, uh, you know, reproduce that that effort. The weird thing is you don't see this very often. Like I said, the number two Fenwick is 20 to one morning line. Yeah. Eat command performance by five and a quarter and command performance is 12 to one. That's yeah. that's pretty wild, I thought. Yeah, I don't get, I don't understand that at either. Either. Uh, the Pletcher horse, number six. What are you, are you, are you just discarding that one? Yeah. Emmanuel's a horse. I, I put this horse in fourth. Uh, yeah, if you I remember, it. I was very high on him in the fountain of youth. Yes. And I didn't come out of that race very high on him uh, afterwards. Uh, of course he won two really nice wins uh, at Gulfstream and Tampa against maiden and allowance fields went to the fountain of youth. Again, I was pretty high on him. Got kind of a wide trip. But it wasn't. It just wasn't a great performance. I think he gets a little bit better uh, trip here. I don't think there's quite as much speed, although there's a few that can really run early. I put him in fourth as kind of a yeah saver. Maybe he just kind of improves. I don't think he can win. What about you? I don't think so either. But I I don't think you can fully discount him. Yeah. The other one is the Lucas horse. Mm -hmm. I mean, heck, he finished second in the Rebel. Yeah, that was a not a very good field. But he should have won. 
he could have very easily won. Now, if he had won the Rebel, even if the field was weak, I don't think he'd be 20 to 1, do you? No, I don't either. Uh, I think he'd be more like 12 to 1. And honestly, I think he'll be more like 12 to 1 uh, when they get oh, into well. the gate. I, I don't understand the odds here. Uh, this is the horse I had in third, the Lucas horse. Yeah. That's the road. Look, I, I don't think he's great. But when you get past Zandon and Smile Happy, I yeah. don't think any of them are great. No. Um, the track is probably going to be a little bit wet. Uh, it, it might be muddy, might be sloppy. We'll see. Forecast sometimes they, they, they work out, sometimes they don't. You know, that, that race in the Rebel, it's listed as a fast track, but that was a wet track. I mean, uh, you know, it, it had been oh, raining yeah. most of the day. Yeah. Now, so, so, look, I, I think he's going to run well here. I mentioned that, you know, the pace is going to be quick enough with the three tw uh, trademark, the 12 Grantham, Emmanuel, the six horse will be involved. Um, I think he's going to come running and get a piece of it. And I really mm -hmm. like him at 20 to 1. Yeah, uh, I, I think he might have been 8-1 to one had he won the Rebel. Yeah. And, you know, he only lost by, what, a head? Yeah. Half a length at the most. Yeah. Um, and he probably came on a little too fast. He made his move a little too soon, but he still ran good. I think it's very interesting that he left Contreras on the horse. Kind of a sign to me that he's not blaming him for what happened in that race. Uh, yeah. The Derby. yeah. I, maybe, maybe, maybe I'm reading too much into that. No, um, I agree with what you're saying. I, I think that's, that could definitely be true. Uh, you know, I kind of thought we'd see a different one. So yeah. a different rider, I should say. So yeah, I was, I was a little bit surprised. Uh, you know, you can look at the rebel either way, you know, Unoho did not do any running in the Arkansas Derby, but he did kind of suffer a little bit of an, uh, an injury. Uh, he's mm -hmm. going to be fine. It's not anything like that, but what was cut on the shoulder and mm -hmm. a couple staples after the race. So he had an excuse. And then the third place finisher who at the railroad, you know, defeated by a nose or was Barber road. And he comes back to run second in the Arkansas Derby. Yes. So Listen, I don't think anybody's got any grand ideas that the Rebel was great. I certainly don't think it was. But, again, when you get past the top couple in here, hey, this horse, yeah. Thrill Road, he kind of fits the bill. And if we're going to get that kind of price, I don't think it's an awful play. No. Um, one more I want to talk about. He's going to definitely take money. Uh, the interview with his owner, Mike Samich, just did about 30 minutes ago. Look for it up on the website. Uh, are on the YouTube page and on the website both a little bit later this afternoon. And that's the number nine, Rattle and Roll. Now, uh, Lucky Seven Stables owns Rattle and Roll and Smile Happy. Of course, Rattle and Roll, a horse that won the Breeders' Futurity over Keeneland's surface uh, to end his two-year-old season, hasn't been good as a three-year-old. He's eight to one. I don't really want any part of them at that price. What did you think of Rattle and Roll when you handicapped it? Well, I like Smile Happy better. Then, then rattle and roll. And again, I'm biased because I don't. I, there's no way I could put two McPeaks in my top four. Yeah. I just couldn't do it. I I think that horse has a shot though. But, but you can say that about a bunch of them in this race. I mean, we could see a, a gigantic upset. I would not be a bit surprised if, if if one or two of these big favorites fail to fire, then it could be a lot of uh, horses that people are commenting with. And I'll go ahead and read some of those comments here in just a second. Uh, when we finish ours, then we'll kind of look at what you guys are saying. I agree. I, I'm going to go back to the number four Zandon as the top pick there as we kind of talked around them all. Um, here's the deal with him. 
I've seen I've seen Chad Brown do this uh, last year. Highly motivated uh, was his horse uh, that that was he was highest on. Ran uh, in the Gotham and like ugh, just wasn't very good. Came up here and almost beat Essential Quality. I mean, they were nose and nose the whole stretch. Highly highly motivated was fantastic. You look at Good Magic. Started off at Gulfstream Park, really ran poor. I don't know. This horse is very good. Showed up here and dominated the bluegrass on his way to finishing second in the Kentucky Derby. Uh, a lot of people, I think uh, Russ maybe mentioned, or somebody mentioned earlier, you know, they picked highly motivated in the Derby last year based off how well he ran in the bluegrass. He targets this race. There's no question he targeted this race with Zandon right from the start. I think he's going to run a big one, okay? And him and Smile Happy got the same time form figure of 108. You know, they, were, they finished real close to each other in that risen start. They both were defeated by Epicenter, who is number one or number two on almost everybody's list right now. To me, the winner is going to be one of these two. I trust Chad Brown to have this horse more ready than Kenny McPeak and ready to fire at this race. And that's what it came down yeah. to. So I, yeah. did go, I did go number four Zandon as well. Yeah, I, I, I can't argue with that. I think Brown will have him ready to go. Yeah. And if he just fires, that'll be the thing. But this race could, could – uh, have a big upset in it. I, 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 you know, there's a possibility of that happening. Mm -hmm. um, let, let's kind of go to some of the comments because they're talking about in our comment section now a, a few upsets, and we'll talk about those horses. Uh, this one would not be an upset. Uh, Bree says Zandon with with Pratt. That's one thing we didn't mention. Flavian Pratt gets aboard Zandon. I don't think that's ever a bad thing. Uh, you know, Mark F says, I can't stop scratching my head with McPeak. Uh, you know, he keeps smile happy rested for the triple crown run yet rattle and roll third race in five yeah. weeks. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of just the random things that he, he does, you know, he, there is no real pattern with McPeak. Uh, and then Mark says he likes the six, the 10 and the four. So Emmanuel smile happy and Zandon for him. David Cleveland chimes in and he says he loves Volcanic. Volcanic is the five horse at 20 to one. Two races back, Papa Dude. Volcanic defeated Charger. Yeah. That's the good news. The bad news is he could do no better than third in the Sam F. Davis. What were your thoughts on Volcanic? <laughs> I, I do like the, the trainer. And, you know, I, I look at him a lot. I think he's very solid. Yeah. But I, 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 when I see 20 to one, I don't really focus too much on that when I see a horse is 20 to one. So I, I can, other than the fact I do like Cassie, I, I, I don't know whether that's asking a lot, I think for this. Horse. He, okay. So volcanic beat charge it during a time period for whatever reason, the Cassie horses were just running off the screen. They, they went on about a three or four week tear where man, they were really running well. Um, knowing what we know now, there's no doubt he should have won the Sam F. Davis, knowing what we know now about yeah. Target, knowing no what we know now about Classic Causeway, and he didn't, and that's got me a little bit worried. Yeah. Um, I'm very thankful we didn't know that in the Sam F. Davis. I probably would have picked the source and been disappointed in that spot. Uh, you know, Davey keeps going. He says, Brad, for the added distance, finally gets a good post draw. Wide trip in the Sam F. Davis. I think a step forward is coming. Here's what I'll say. Cassie's the type that can, you said you think there's going to be a big upset. Cassie's the type. Yes, absolutely. He runs very well at Keeneland. Um, he, he can jump up and beat you. So yep. I don't think that's a terrible play. No, uh, I don't either. You can take a swing. 
So, yeah, Michael Peller, Pellerin uh, chimes in and he says, Fenwick, wire-to-wire value play. Listen, that race last time out was solid. And if you yep. think he can move forward, he's got a shot. I think he's going to be right there on the pace. I do think you're going to get that chance. Um, it's interesting. This horse was trained by Steve Asmussen, then went to David Fisher, and now is with Kevin McCathan. I don't know who this is. I've never heard horse. of him. No, well, you haven't because – to my knowledge, he's never had a runner. And he's in the in the bluegrass. <laughs> yeah, and it's his third different trainer in three races. That is odd, isn't it? Yeah, a lot of odd things about this horse. Steve Asmussen gets nothing out of the horse. I mean, not a thing. No, he was he awesome. He to David Fisher, who's not bad, but he's not like the credibility of Steve Asmussen, and he gets him to run – I don't know, 25, 30 links better than he yeah. had ever with Asmussen probably last time out. Strange. And now we're sitting here with Kevin McCathan. You tell me, he's really confusing to me. Yeah. Um, he's certainly going to be part of this pace, Michael, without any question. And we'll see. I mean, I if, you, if you're going to play a long shot, he, he isn't the dumbest. And, I mean, you're getting a pretty good price uh, as oh, well, yeah. whether it's uh, Fenwick or Volcanic in the spot. Um, let's see anything else. Happy birthday, Papa Dude from Betty Ann. She chimes in. And, um, Secret Oath needs a new jockey. I know Lucas is loyal to his jockey, but Contreras can, can find traffic in a two horse field. Which, if you're gonna back a thrill road in this case, he I mean, the horse is gonna come from way out of it, right? So yeah. it could happen again, no yeah. doubt. Um, and then Christopher chimes in. Finwick indeed. Lone speed, 427 Tomlinson rating for wet tracks. He's the one. So if you like Finwick, I did not know that about the Tomlinson rating, but it makes sense. Uh, Curlin horse uh, out of a Malibu moon mare. Curlin was pretty good on a wet track, wasn't he? Uh, he was pretty good on gravel. <laughs> <laughs> he, he was just pretty good. Let's <laughs> just put it that way. <laughs> he was a uh, special. He was kind of good, yeah. Yeah. You know, the thing about him, we see this a lot, you know, when they get uh, to where they start uh, uh, being a stallion, mm -hmm. you don't see those big timers put out as many great horses as he has. He has been a fantastic stallion also. Yeah, he's been he's been really, really good. Uh, you know, horses get better with age, horses can run on dirt and turf. He's yeah, he's been a. A breed shaper for sure. Uh, all right, so we're, we're Tons going to go Zandon in this spot, um, but we're thinking it could could be an upset here. Oh yeah, I, I I wouldn't bet much on on my pick uh, for me anyway. I if I was if I was at the track, I wouldn't be real confident in this one. Yeah, this is definitely, and, and there are some races at Keeneland that I am a little bit more confident in this one. Quickly uh, before we move on to the Wood Memorial Aqueduct, should mention. Okay, last week at the Arkansas Derby, it was 75 degrees and sunny. It's beautiful. This week for Keeneland, 44 degrees as the high. Oh. No, in the morning, turning to rain. Uh, oh, my God. On. Are you inside at all? Uh, no. <laughs> they don't have inside seating, do they? Uh, very, very little. That's what They're I thought. Oh, higher yeah. ups. Yeah. Whoa. I don't know if you've been out today, but it's cold here today. <laughs> that yeah. wind. It's going to be even uh, worse. That uh, is thinking. not good. Yeah. Um, now, listen, rain, uh, list that it was forecasted rain is going to be a monsoon at Gulfstream. 
It wasn't. It's going to be a monsoon on Tampa Bay Derby Day. It wasn't. So don't freak out about the weather and the rain just yet. Well, I would be worried about the temperature. They don't. Well, get yes, that, they don't get that wrong. <laughs> for people, I'm talking about for handicapping purposes. Oh, I got you. Don't freak out about the rain. But yeah, it's going to be cold and it's probably going to be miserable. And and you know, that's just how it is. And and this Keeneland meet, it's completely hit or miss. You either have a beautiful day or it gets nasty. And most times the bluegrass stays a little nasty. So, yeah. All right. Let's move on to another place where it's probably going to be cold, but I don't know if it'll be as cold as uh, it is a Keeneland Saturday. That's Aqueduct for the Wood Memorial here. Another race going a mile and an eighth. This time we've got a field of eight. So not a huge field, but to me, it's one of the better Wood Memorials we've had in the last you know, you name the years, 10 years, 15 years. I don't know. There's three pretty good horses in here to me. What were your initial thoughts on the Wood Memorial? Well, you know, we were talking last week about Oaklawn and how Asmussen isn't very good this year at Oaklawn. Uh-huh. And we forgot to even mention this horse. You're right. Five. That's another one that didn't run at Oaklawn. And there's just several scattered around that he didn't run there. Um, I mean, I picked him. I don't know whether you did or not, but I did. Uh, undefeated, three easy wins. Are you a little surprised that Rosario is not riding him? Yeah. When, when he's Asmussen's main guy. Yes. That concerns me a little bit because he jumped on the one, uh, Modonical. And I would have thought he would have stayed with Asmussen and the five instead of going with Pletcher. And the one. So that worries me some if you play that angle, uh, because I don't know why he would have not rode Morello. But I went with him. Uh, I, I I think he's good enough. Uh, uh, now, what do you think about Modonigal? You didn't like him at Gulfstream. If you play that, are you, are you better with him here? I know you didn't like him because of the stretch, I believe, wasn't it? At the, yeah, at he's an interesting one to me. Um, and you talked about the Rosario factor. I mean, I'm shocked that he's on Modonigal more than I am that he's not on Morello. Okay. Because, you know, Lascano has been riding for Asmussen up here. He came in and rode for Asmussen at Oakland last week when Rosario was gone. So I, I wasn't shocked that, that okay. Rosario was not on Morello, but yeah, him being on Modonigal is is really surprising to me. Um, yeah. To me, it's just here's how the race is going to lay out. Take your pick. It's going to be one of these three: Modonigal, early voting, and Morello. I don't know about you. I don't see an upset here. First of all, no. right? yeah. So if you look at these three horses, early voting's going to the lead. Morello's going to sit right behind him. Modonigal's coming from the back. Take your pick. Yeah. Who do you, yeah. Who's going to last? Because when they turn for home. Early voting will have the lead. Morello's going to start making his move. Modonigal's going to be winding up. It just depends. You know, it's just a matter yeah. of who outfinishes first. Yeah. Yeah. Who's the best? I, be a great race. Usually in this situation, I will take the stalker, and that's what I'll do here. I think Morello has enough early speed to get in position. I think he gets the first jump. I think he'll pass early voting. And then it's just going to be can he hold off Modonigal? I think he will in this case. Mm -hmm. Listen, we're not saying anything that's that's real revolutionary here one's five to two the three's five to two the five's eight to five but it, this is a situation where you just have to take the prices because yeah. these other horses just should not be able to compete with this field no. um i've liked morello ever since his first race 
I thought his Gotham was was very solid. Um, I know it's his first race going uh, long, going two turns, but it's not like he has a terrible pedigree for it. So I think he'll be fine. I think he'll get the job done. You know, early voting, I, I don't know that he can repeat what he did in the Withers plus some, which is what I think he's going to have to do in this spot. So I, right. I just don't think he can take him gate to wire. I think the one or the five will catch him. Um, Modonigal certainly has a win over the track. This aqueduct configuration sets up way better than Gulfstream Park for him without any question. So um, I'm going to go Morello first, Modonigal second, early voting third in this spot. Is there any anybody else? You know, uh, I don't think he'll win. Uh, I, did you look at the eight at all? I know he's a New York bred, and mm-hmm. but I like the trainer a lot. He is undefeated. He's won minor stakes. This is a huge step up. Uh, I thought he might be able to get in there and, and, and get a piece of it. I picked him as my four, uh, strictly because he's he knows how to win. So I don't know. I, I, I don't think he can beat these other three, though. You know, and, yeah. he's similar to Morello in the fact that he's won three races, one turn, but each turn, each time he's getting, you know, he's going longer. Yeah. Each race he's getting better, just like mm-hmm. Morello. There's one glaring difference, in my opinion, and and that's that Morello has done it all against Open Company. Yes, Larice has done it all against New York Reds. Right. right. So, it's worth a shot to put him in there, though. He's the one that can spice it up. I think yeah. he's definitely better than AP Secret, Skippy Longstocking, and Long Term. I mean, Long Term. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think he's better in Golden Code as well. Yeah. Um, still a maiden, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah long-term still a maiden has got beat at a really short price, uh, really all four races, but especially the last three. Um, yeah. To me, how I would play it early voting, I'm thinking maybe he fades out of it and maybe Baris can catch him late and you can get him in the bottom of a try. Yeah. That's what I've, I'm thinking. He might hit that's somebody that's- to look at. I think you can throw that one in, you know, if you want to use four horses in a try. You might ought to put him in there. Yeah, I, I, I think, I think you're right about that. I think it's definitely going to be. He, because the thing about it is, he's kind of got the running style of, even though he's kind of outclassed, he's coming from the back, and he can kind of just pick up the pieces, right? Yeah. Um, you see that a lot. Yeah, and I think that's how they'll ride him. I don't think they'll try to gut him out there and do something different. I think they'll just kind of. Let the let those other ones go, and then hopefully we can catch them. Um, right. So yeah, uh, you know, very seldom do you see the top three on the board actually finish in the trifecta. Yeah, you just don't see the three favorites come in one, two, three. No, there's always know. somebody that gets in there because one of the three favorites kind of quits. You know, a lot when they see they can't win, they kind of let up. Yeah, we'll get to I see that a lot with trifectas. So how about this? Just because you brought that up, I'll skip to Dennis's question, and then we'll go back to the rest of the comments for this one before we move on. But Dennis says, between Mo Donegal early voting and Morello, who doesn't fire? And I think that's a really valid question for who we're trying to get out of this. Yeah. I kind of said, I'm a little worried, maybe early voting. If he goes that fast again, like he did in the Withers, he might back up a little bit here with better horses chasing him. What do you think? Well, I could lie and give you an opinion. I, I don't have any idea, you know. Well, I don't know. How do you, it's hard to judge that. 
You know, it's merely a guess. It is. You can make three different cases, Dennis, is how I'll say I made the one of, well, maybe that withers. I know, uh, you know, Uno who came back to win, but whatever out of it. But maybe the withers just isn't the greatest race. You know, we saw Chad Brown horse win the withers last year and not run very well in the woods. So maybe it's early voting and you, and you go that route. You could go Mo Donegal route and say, hey, he kind of got sick. Uh, you know, in Florida, he missed a start in the Fountain of Youth. You know, maybe he's not quite 100 percent. You can go Morello route and say, well, I don't think he'll stretch out very well. Yeah. And they ask him, he won't have that punch. The bottom line is you're really guessing. And yeah, it's just impossible. It, it is one of those situations where the three best horses, they should finish one, two, three. They should, so but they don't try to play. Actors <laughs> try supers. You just try to take a shot against one of them and make up a, a reason, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And then if you're going to play them straight, you just, hey, whichever one provides the best value in your mind, if they're all even, or if you like Morello a little more or early voting or Mo Donegal, because there's three logical candidates for the win, you'll probably get a good, or not a good, but a, a playable price right. on one of these horses to win. That's kind of how I look at it. Yeah, that, that's about all you can do. I just yeah. think it's impossible to try to figure out which one's not going to fire. Yeah. I just don't think you can figure that out. It's yeah. like, you come down to the end in a basketball game, you got three good shooters and you decide, okay, which one's the most likely to make the shot. You know, you got three that are pretty equal. How do you pick which one, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely could be. And, and uh, as uh, Nokia comes in, I think I said that right. The, the, the theory here is early voting is going to run off the screen and Morello is the next great Steve Asmussen sprinter. So if that's the case, then Morello is the one that might yeah. Be yeah. able to go on with it, um, in in their opinion there. So, I get it. Uh, I again, it's it's you've got to try to make up an, an excuse for one of these to not run very well. And if that's what you believe, then that could be. And listen, this horse is really good, and it could be right that this horse maybe is the sprinter. Um, we'll see. I think the horse can stretch out, but could be wrong about that. All right, let's go back to a few more comments here before we go to the Santa Anita Derby. JT Francis says, you do know the graphics are completely blurred and out of focus, right? Right. No, uh, I, that might be your internet. Um, you can read mine, okay. Yeah, I'm on, my, I'm on the YouTube feed now. When you said that, I turn on and it, it looks fine on mine. I don't know, maybe somebody else can chime in if you're seeing that, but it doesn't seem to be uh, the case for all of us. Uh, let's see, some other ones here. Trish has got a really good question. Yep. Uh, I was going to get to that one next. Trish says, this is this late in the game. Are Derby futures even worth the bet or just wait till Derby day? Um, and Dennis says it depends. And that's the best answer. <laughs> so it depends on what odds you're going to get, right? Some horses, they're not going to be worth it. Right. The winners of this race of these three races, they're not going to be worth it. But if right. if one ran, it's all about the odds you think you're going to get on Derby Day versus the odds you think you're going to get in this pool. Well, and also, Aaron, explain why the winners of this race won't be worth it. Well, because they're going to get bet and they're going to get bet, you know, Their odds are they should yes. in this pool. Right. Right. So, the worst thing you can do is bet in a future pool and get three, four, five, six to one, and then you get to the derby and they're 12, 15, 20 to one. Right. 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 So you want to catch a horse before it really pops. Um, unfortunately, with this, this uh, future pool, 
we kind of it's it's the least attractive for sure because you kind of everybody's already pretty established in this race uh by now i mean you you kind of know who the major players are so personally i don't like future pools unless you're getting a balloon type price like before white abario was white abario you could get him at like 30 to 1 and 40 to 1 that's what you want those are the prices you want and then on derby day he's you know six eight ten to one and you're holding the ticket with the value this pool is not going to give you that opportunity unfortunately um everything's pretty well established so i'm not gonna say don't bet it but just make sure you know you're you're playing horses at prices that maybe aren't going to be on derby day All right. So, yeah, if Block Party says uh, this future pool will close uh, before they even run the, the grade one this Saturday, you still kind of know who these horses are, right? They'll like, Smile Happy's going to take money. You know, Zandon, Modonigal, Early Voting, Morello, uh, Messier, Forbidden Kingdom. And they're going to take money. I mean, the it's, these are kind of established, right? It's It's like, we know who they are at this point. So that's where kind of the scary thing is to play this pool uh, to me. I, I, I'm not a huge, huge fan of playing this last one. So, all right, let's move on to the last one. And that will be the Santa Anita Derby. We'll talk about it now in shortest field, but man, a lot of intrigue into this race uh, as you've got some monsters in here. The golf is race six on the card, going a mile and an eighth on Saturday, $750,000 purse. This is this is a really interesting one to me. It looked like and it sounded like for weeks it was going to be a two-horse race between Forbidden Kingdom and Messier. All of a sudden, Taba comes into the picture as the number six horse. Um, what were your first thoughts of this one? Well, I have seen Forbidden Kingdom blow him away. Mm-hmm. So that was my first choice. Then I listened to uh, Mike Somage last night. Mm-hmm. And he makes perfect sense. And I follow him and uh, take his opinion heavily. And he said, and he thinks that Taiba and Forbidden Kingdom are going to get out and have a speed duel. Messier is going to stalk the pace and get him at the end. Are you thinking that way too? It, it seems that way to me. Okay. Um, all three of these horses like to really go early. Right, that's what I, I saw that too. Now, here's my here's my concern, and why, I mean, it makes perfect sense what Mike says, and I'm not doubting him at all. My only question is, Tyba's one run once, okay, in a mate. Yeah. Now, is she, is he that good to run with Forbidden Kingdom? We don't know that, do we? That that would be my only question. I mean, we're we're just uh, assuming this horse is a superstar, and now he's making this huge jump against a pretty damn good horse. Mm-hmm. What if he can't keep up, and Forbidden Kingdom blows him away, and they don't get in a speed duel? Will Messier catch him then? That's my that's my thinking on it, and it's probably totally flawed, but that would be the only thing I would think is. This horse, Taiba, is Taiba. Is it Taiba? Uh, yeah, Taiba. Okay, Taiba is. He's run once. Mm-hmm. I always yeah. take that into consideration. Yeah, he was impressive. I wonder also if it wasn't a Baffert horse, would we still be as in love with him as we are? 
Well, I think the answer is no to that. Uh, he has really reminded people of Charlatan and Justify, how they okay. popped on debut and just ran off the screen. And I get that. Here's the deal, though. And this is why this was so surprising to a lot of people. Taba, or excuse me, Justify and Charlatan, they went to allowance races after those big maidens. Taba's going straight to a grade one, and he may be sitting there going, well, it's a six-horse field. Yeah, but two of these horses are legitimate threats to win the Kentucky Derby um, coming into the San Anita Derby. So, yeah, it's a short field, but I'm telling you, these horses are good. I, I don't think you enter a horse like Taba just to be a rabbit. I think they think this horse can win. Um, you know, different ownership groups between Messier and Taba as well, which is another, I would say, reason why they've thrown this horse in the race. <sighs> to me, though, yeah, I think Taba and Forbidden Kingdom are going to knock heads, and I, I really believe Messier doesn't need the lead to win. Uh, I think he sits off of it, similar to how he sat off of it in the Bob Hope when he faced Forbidden Kingdom. Uh, way back in November 14th, and he romped, I think he'll kind of do the same. Um, I, I really think Messi is going to win this thing, and honestly, I know what you're saying. I know it's a lot to ask. I think Taba gets second. I think he wears down Forbidden Kingdom. I really do. I, I thought this horse was, was special on debut on March 5th. We were live uh, when this race happened, and we were like, wow, that's a, that's a racehorse. Um, I think he can match up with Forbidden Kingdom early. I think he can kind of pressure him and maybe run him into the ground a little bit. I, I'm going Messier to win, kind of stock the pace. I put Taba in second. How about you? I'm going to go Forbidden Kingdom. I'm going to pick him first, Messier second. And I'm going to do the inexperienced one third. And I'm not too surprised. I won't be surprised if one of the other horses beats him. That's the way I'm going. Man, so you, an upset. You're going Forbidden Kingdom. I say it's an upset. It really is. He's six to five, but mm -hmm. most people are picking the Baffert horses. I like it. I like the shakeup there. I've seen that. I think Forbidden Kingdom's pretty darn good. I really do. Yeah. And uh, that's why we run these. I mean, yeah. both the, Forbidden Kingdom and Messier both will be in the Derby, right? Should be. Yep. Yeah. So, you know, this will be a good uh, good test between these two. Now, to that yeah. point, Forbidden Kingdom is in no matter what, as long as yeah. they send him there. Messier, he's got to finish first or second. So, yeah, should be. But well, if he's as good as everybody says he is, he should win, right? Well, he should at least finish <laughs> second. And make the for sure. What about the one? You got anything on the one? The one Happy Jack uh, block party had a – there it is. He, he says, I'll say it here. Look out for Happy Jack. Calumet's best three-year-old. This pace will be hot. Perfect for Happy Jack. We could see a situation where this horse closes and yeah. you know, might get second if if the pace just completely collapses. Yeah. I don't give him much of a shot to win. Of the three races that we just handicapped, I butchered and you handicapped them. Um <laughs> Don't you think this one has the best chance at producing a Derby winner? Yeah, without any question. No. I, I fully expect Messier to win and be my number one horse after this weekend. Okay. Uh, I currently have him second. I put Epicenter uh, ahead of him just because I he simply has earned it. I mean, you know, we have only seen Messier once this year. You could easily say, well, he had things his own way. Maybe it was a fluke performance. 
We'll learn if that's true or not. I happen to think he's really, really good. But listen, he's going to have to be good to win here. So, yeah, I mean, I, I expect the Derby winner very possibly to come out of this race, and yeah. I expect it to be messy. Um, Davy Cleveland says the Yafford. That's what we're talking. That's what we're calling these horses. Tim I Yaffert, know that's good. I like the Yafford Exacta um, for him, and I I would have to agree with that. Uh, just to note, the Wood Memorial winner has not. Hasn't won the Derby since Fusaichi Pegasus in 2000. That's a trend that will probably continue. Uh, Trish said, what happened High Oak? Wasn't he supposed to run in the wood? Yeah, he was. Um, I don't know. Maybe that fall set him back a little bit more. We heard he's fine, but I don't know. I don't know what happened to him. Um, another horse I don't know what happened to is in due time. He didn't enter in any of these, and he was supposed to. Maybe he's waiting for the Lexington. Um, I don't know there. Uh, Christopher chimes in with Forbidden Kingdom draws inside too. Anyone chasing him is going to be chasing wide. If anyone cracks, I bet it's the chasers. So he's kind of with your angle of if Taba chases, he could crack. Um, so that's going to make you feel good. You got somebody agreeing with you there. Yeah, there's a few of us. It kind of makes sense <laughs> in a way. The other way around it is if two horses go, the chaser's not going to be that wide. No. And then he can just pin old Forbidden Kingdom on that rail and maybe intimidate him. I don't know. I mean, oh, you so you're going that, that uh, they threw Tabe in there. Have you gone in there? They threw Tabe in to take down Forbidden Kingdom, maybe? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, well, <laughs> can't trust this, these guys, can you? <laughs> yeah. No, absolutely. Um, let's see. My opinion, Papa Dude, I think everyone knew the top two were entering this race and they entered, they, the others entered to fill the race hoping. Finish third for 75,000 and 20 points. That's very possible. Yeah. Very, very possible. Makes sense. Uh, let's see. Baffert did this last time with the horse I thought was better than the one he was setting up for. Now he has this horse having no chance stretching out, and they will make it obvious that they don't care and only out there for taking down Forbidden Kingdom. So Dennis agrees that, hey, we, they brought this horse in there. Um, Vinny says third place puts him on the bubble for uh, derby points with 20. Yeah, it's it could go either way with that yep. amount. Uh, I think the over under for the half will be 45 and two. And I think they go under. So that's possible. They're out there 45 and two or under, it's going to be tough to go a mile and an eighth. That kind of pace. So I don't know. I think it's going to be a great race. Yeah. Uh, Vinny says, I don't think Forbidden Kingdom is going to be ridden to duel for the lead. If he gets it, okay. If not, though, he already has the points. They aren't going to try to kill him to win here when the goal is is a month from now. And that could be possible. If they see that wild duel, they might just say, no, let's not go crazy here with that. No, I, I totally agree with you, uh, Vinny, and, and I, I respect you to completely. Uh, I just don't. I, I can't. I, I just can't buy that. I, you don't enter a horse to just – I guess maybe you do to just, you know, saying, hey, you don't think you're going to win? Just ease him off. You know, I I think the competitive juices get in you a little bit when you get in that situation. I understand exactly what you're saying, and you're probably absolutely right. You know a heck of a lot more about it than I do. I hope that doesn't happen. I think the people that say they don't care about the prep before the derby are lunatics that need to be in an insane asylum. But to Vinny's point, oh, I agree I, with Vinny. Don't get me wrong. I I think 
if they see somebody out there going nuts, they will back yeah. off and maybe just yeah. try something. Yeah. So I think they want that horse to win every damn race it can get to. And I think Vinny's that's not what Vinny's saying. You know, yeah. He, Right. I agree. I agree. Was like I'm not arguing with Vinny at all because he knows a lot more than I do. I just think uh, I don't think that's going to happen because I think he's going to win. So there you go. <laughs> that's something that we hear every race in the comment section. Epicenter's not going to run well. They don't care about this race. Yeah, I don't think they do that. Over a million dollar. I mean, it's a million dollar race. Yes, they do care. You know, uh, last week it was. Uh, I don't remember simplification. He's not going to do anything. Now let me ask you this: Do they have to pay an entry fee? Uh yeah, it's it's minor though. If you nominate early enough, I, I okay. think it's okay. Like, so it's not a high price to enter. No, if you nominate early enough, if you nominate, oh. you know, when the nominations are due, you don't have to pay. I mean, you and I could probably pay it. Yeah, it's, it's not much. Okay. Uh, here's uh, it was said that Indy Time needed more time after the last race. Uh, yeah, in the Fountain of Youth. So maybe the Lexington will be. Uh, he's certainly been listed for a few different ones in due time uh, has. So we'll see. We'll see what happens with that one. Uh, Forbidden Team is going to try to get the grade one title for my racehorse owners. Uh, you know, million dollar grade one. They're going to try to win. And here's another thing. And I heard this uh, that Ryan points out. There's a four million dollar stallion bonus of some sort for Forbidden Kingdom if he wins. They want to win. Yeah, I saw that in an email blast uh, Magic sent to us. So, well. And again, I don't think Vinny's saying that they don't want to win. He's not saying that. He's saying they're not going to go out on a suicidal pace. Right. Because right. guess what? If you go out on a suicidal pace, you're not going to win anyway. No. So <laughs> he's saying he's saying don't hurt the horse. He's right. already in the derby. Yeah. If it gets in a situation where he's going to have to kill himself to do it, don't. Well, the bottom line is, if Tava's out there and he runs a, something like a 44 and change opening half. If you're right there on his inside flying with him, you have no chance. You might as well, at that point, try to rate and win and just hope he kind of comes back. Yeah, and I'm sure that's what they're going to do. I mean, if okay, again, I'm just thinking logic here. Mm -hmm. If I'm in this race and I see this horse that's run, run one time, I'm not that afraid of it. I'm just not. Yeah. And if he goes up there, like you said, and blows everybody away, I lay, I lay back because I'm thinking he's going to run out of gas and my horse is better than he is and he'll get him. Yeah. He it's it's a situation you better have a clock in your head, though, because if your plan yeah. is just to sit off immediately and he goes out there and runs a 47 half, you're done. So, you yes, gotta, absolutely. Got to be able to judge that pace without any doubt. Uh, Rocky World got a stallion deal solely on the back of winning this race. Yeah, and he was not very good. So, um, yeah, I, I think I think we kind of clarified between the two there and what, what was actually meant. So, uh, yeah, so you're going Forbidden Kingdom. I'm going yep. Messier. Um, man, it, so I'll ask you, uh, rank the races as far as, uh, you know, most exciting. We've had this one number one. What race would you put second? I would do uh, the wood second because I just don't think there's anything to get excited about in the bluegrass. Yeah. Now, if D. Wayne's horse comes up and is going to win it, I'll change my tune, and that'll be number one as far as I'm concerned. But that would be great. I just don't – I'm not excited about the bluegrass at all. I, I'm just not because I don't see much in there. It's it's really the second week in the row I'm going yes. to the derby prep, and I yes. would rather – now, don't get me wrong, I love going to Oakland, but as far as, like, the actual derby prep and the race that's happening, the Florida derby would have me much more excited than the Arkansas derby. Yeah. 
And I'm the same way, Aaron. I would not have gone last week if Secret Oath yeah. uh, wasn't running. That's the reason I went. Yeah. I wanted to see it. Because that field was not very good. Yeah. And so the, the big difference this week is the card for the bluegrass is a lot better than the card. Well, yeah. Yeah. It's it's a tremendous card uh, for for bluegrass day. One of the one of the best of the year, in my opinion. Uh, yeah, Michael says the bluegrass hasn't produced a derby winner since ninety wow. one. I think that's inaccurate. I think Street said prepped in that. Did he not? He didn't win it, but he did prep it. I'm ninety percent sure. Let me look at this real quick here. Two thousand. Yeah. So Street Sense was the last. He finished second in the race. That was in 2007. So um, that's that. And then uh, Christopher says Thunder Gulch ran in the bluegrass. That would have been 96, right? Or 95. Uh, yeah. Mike so the, the winner. Oh, okay. Yeah. And he said that in his first one too. Bluegrass winner. And that would be true. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So that's, um, yeah. So he tripped me up too, Christopher. Don't worry about it. That would be true. Um <laughs> And produced the favorite last year and didn't do much. Got a second with Good Badgic in 2018. You know, had, had horses like Carpe Diem in 2015, nowhere to be found. Um, you know, the list goes on and on. Yeah. yeah. Kind of look, it, it just hasn't. It was it was synthetic for a while, and that may have been, you know, had something to do with it a little bit as well. So, um, yeah. I'm, I'm with you, by the way. I didn't answer the question. But I, I had the Bluegrass third, the Woods second, Sandy Derby first. Yep. I just think that. Well, part of it is to, and I follow trainers. I love trainers. There's nobody in the bluegrass. I really, I like Pletcher okay. Mm -hmm. I don't like Chad Brown very well, and I don't like McPeak. So there's nobody I really am going to root for other than, than D. Wayne. Yeah. And I don't give him just a huge chance to win. He may hit the board. Yeah. So, and I love, I love Asmussen in the uh, wood. And then uh, I just hope Bafford gets taken care of, taken down in the, uh, Saying I need a derby. Yeah. Well, I mean, Bafford has already been taken down. These aren't his horses. Oh, bull. There'll be a helicopter up above and he'll be down there radioing people. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> he, may have, he may have a drone. You may see a drone going over there. You know? It's funny. They're not his horses, but the, the, the horses have not changed stalls or anything. They're, no. they're exactly where well, they are. What a joke. Um, Dennis mentions uh, a, a race in the undercard. And probably probably hasn't looked at this. I don't know. Have you looked at this yet for the guide? For your pick for the guide? Yes, yet? I have. Okay. All right. I didn't know. I don't get I, I, so, let, me, let me look at this right quick. I have. Uh, yeah. Dennis says, by the way, best betting race is the Commonwealth, the fifth race at Keeneland. This is on Saturday. Nashville runs one good race in a year and in an allowance, and it, which was at Fairgrounds last time out. And now he's even money. Yep. It's I agree. Great, field um nashville is even money like he said he is the lone speed that's the scary thing um but there's some other choices in there with a chance michael says uh give him prevalence in that race he's coming off a really nice allowance win himself at Gulfstream. uh do just just divulge who you picked on top not your whole top four who i picked to win yeah well i'm kind of agreeing with dennis i don't know why nashville's even money I yeah, I thought that was a lot, but I did pick him. Let's see what I got here. Oh, I, I'm not going to tell you. This is probably embarrassing. <laughs> My second pick was uh, Obesos. I don't think it's embarrassing. Oh, okay. Well, watch your reasoning. 
Aaron, I don't know. I, it was a long time ago. Whenever I, 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 did, <laughs> I did that this morning. Uh, let's see if I wrote anything down. A long time ago. It was like four hours ago. No, but I had to do like six of these, and I, you know, was kind of rushed. Um, um, I, I really don't know. I, I can't remember. I didn't write anything down. Okay. I wrote down five horses, and, and yeah. I liked that one the best. Um, I don't remember why. And then I have South Bend and Endorsed. Yeah. So those are two horses that could close. That's probably in the Obesos thing. I think the seven furlongs is going to be pretty good for him. Yeah, that might. Yeah. Have, I don't remember. That had to have been why. <laughs> no, that's probably not why. Didn't he run in a? Didn't he run in the Derby? Last yeah. Year? Oh yeah. He's, this is not any kind of class problem for him. That's for sure. Yeah, that's. I think that's why. I think. Yeah, he liked his class. Yeah. Um, Mark says Nashville looked like the old Nashville last out. Maybe, uh, he regained his form. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I think Nashville will win by six. How about that? I hope so. I think he'll win by six lengths. That's Stevie Joe. Let's get him. I, I mean, nobody, where's the pressure coming from? Look how he's ran at Keeneland. I just... I think he's going to win easy. So uh, I don't think this is the time. I, there's going to be another time to play against him or two or three. I don't think this one's it. I, you look at this field, it, these horses just, they're not great. No. Right. I mean, man of law, long range toddy, long range games. When are they going to quit racing long range time? <laughs> I know, like surveillance, South Bend. I mean, South Wait Bend. There, I've got him. <laughs> I'm interested in South Bend, okay, because he was second last time out to Fearless. He was beaten four, but he's pretty consistent. He'll come with a run. Endorsed. This horse has a Papa dude was 38 years old the last time endorsed won a race. That's not even a lie. He was 38. Yeah, I, better, I better get him off my list in here. I'm, no, I think he. I think he's a great horse of, to finish third. But okay, seriously, I'm going to look at this. If he wins, he won an allowance in May of 2020 at Oakland. That's the last time he's won. I just don't think it's going to be right here in this one, right? You got to ask. Hope yourself. is going to beat him. I, now prevalence, I'm all about. I think that horse has a great shot. I'm not going to talk shit on prevalence. That was a really sharp race. I haven't turned this in yet. I've got it ready to go. But I haven't turned it in. Prevalence is dangerous because he also has that, that he doesn't have Nashville's early speed, but he's probably going to be the one closest to him. I, I could see that. And then Obeso's, I think he's going to come late, make a run, maybe get, you know, third or fourth. So, yeah. But, I just, there's just not a whole lot in here. And if the horse gets out loose on the lead, I don't know. I don't know if they're going to beat him or not. If it's a, it's an interesting race. If you go against him, there's a lot of ways you can go. So um, I get it. Let's see. Any other thing is Ben Keenum and GC of this weekend of prep race. Is the, oh, is Forbidden Kingdom, I'm guessing you say the classic causeway of this weekend. Prep races, meaning he fades. No. I, I don't know. That's my guess. Um, I quit, didn't he? Yeah. 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 This horse isn't going to quit. No, I don't think so either. Um, I don't know. He might. He might. 
he might get third, but I don't I don't think he's just gonna just fall to sixth. I really don't. Let's see. Mark, yeah. Mark, Mark is continuing here to give me shit. <laughs> <laughs> okay, if your picks are perfect perfect, Papa Do, like my old man says, C's get degrees. Well, that's true. Papa mine didn't say degrees. that. Mine said you better get a B. That's what mine always he never did set. My dad never, I guess he knew my limitations. He never expected me to get A's. Yeah. But you better bring home a B. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. I guess I was kind of the same. Yes, you were. Yeah. I He's knew your limitations. <laughs> He's more great for me. Um, a or B. Uh, C was not thought of real well. You better have an excuse if you brought home a. I think. Uh, you were okay with a C in eighth grade science because um, you knew who the teacher was. And <laughs> that's all I'll I, say. I, yeah, I remember yeah. that. And I, I, think didn't I, argue, I didn't argue with you. Right. I think I got a C somewhere else in a science class. Like, yeah, that's probably about the best you could do. So. I'll, tell you, I'll tell you a real quick story. <laughs> well, <laughs> I don't have time, but I'll never forget when I was a sophomore and I was not an A student, but I, I, I don't think I could have been a straight A student. Yeah. I really don't. Um, I would have had to just cram, but I could make B pluses and an occasional A minus. And my dad never, he was kind of like me with you. He, he expected me to make Bs, you know, he, he was okay with that. Well, anyway, I'm sitting in a geometry class mm -hmm. and I, I was just missing everything. I never, I never got anything right. Nothing, absolutely nothing. So it's like a week away from a report card and I'm making, and I don't know how, but I'm making like a D, a D plus. And I have no idea how <laughs> I should be making like a Z, you know? Yeah. So I'm thinking, I don't know what I'm going to do. He's going to kill me. Yeah. And I don't understand this crap. So a buddy of mine says, hey, take it home and see if he can do it. <laughs> I said, that's a great idea. <laughs> so I took it home. Of course, this is your granddad. And I took it home and I said, Dad, I, can you help me with this? Yeah, bring it over here. I'll see what I'm going to do. <laughs> I'll bet you I can get it. I said, okay. So he fills with it and fills with it. He said, yeah, I think this is right. Take it. Well, I missed every one of them the next day. <laughs> <laughs> So, long story short, I didn't tell him I was making a D, and I thought I was going to get a D. Well, the day before, the teacher comes in, and he goes, okay, um, I'm going to have to grade on the curve because yeah. I didn't. Everybody's flunking. Yep. No one – no, he was a terrible teacher, and <laughs> no one was passing. So I ended up getting a C plus <laughs> because I was that high up the ladder – of the dummies, I tell you what, I think I don't know who was dumber than me in there, but you so know, listen, I, I went that whole year, never got a dad going one of those right, never did. Listen to this, okay. it's the same teacher I had, believe you know, you know that, but yeah. people listening, believe it or not, a great guy, one of the best, one, one of the best, best guys I love ever knew in my life, yeah, love him to death, terrible teacher, nicest guy I've ever met, and knew that nobody understood it and just gave <laughs> everybody passing grades. That's what happened. They did the same thing when I was when I was there. So, yeah. 
I think I got like a, a B minus, you know, he was a little more lenient at that time, but he my, my well, regular grade was yeah. like a 50%. <laughs> when I had him, it was his first year of teaching. So okay, you know, well, what learned. would have been like 30 something year of my, <laughs> he was, he was yeah, about have to be. Sure. And a great guy. And, but you know what? Nobody understands geometry. No, no. It's the stupidest thing you have to take. And I never have, under, I've never used it to my knowledge. Yeah, no, I took a, I took geometry. Nobody passed. I took math analysis, which was just, oh, that's I don't know why I did that. It was so hard. And uh, finally, this guy also graded on a curve. It's like, oh, you, you got a 38%. Well, let's see, you know. <laughs> Finally, I just cheated off the freaking smartest kid in the school I was friends with. I mean, that's, <laughs> that's all, all of a sudden, man, I got an A at the last quarter. And he's like, wow, oh, you're really getting this. I'm like, oh, yeah. <laughs> you're really understanding it. I seriously never, they were called proofs, right? Oh, yeah, I have no idea how to do them. My friend, my friend, he who's now a math professor, by the way, uh, at, a, at a nice uh, Wichita State, I think he knew how he could do those proofs, man. He would just nail them and he'd go, here you go. Okay. You know, <laughs> if I remember right. There were like little sentences you had to write or something. There's yeah. like four steps usually to one. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I might get the first one. That's it. I couldn't get any of them. I never understood it. I quit listening. I don't know. At Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> They would be like, he would be like, uh, when I got through, he's like, if you just attempt to try on the test to do a proof, I'll, I'll, I'll give it like three out of five. <laughs> Great. I just wrote down something. So, yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Oh, oh boy. It we was all like, classes like that. It, it was, yeah, it was crazy. Like I said, um, but yeah. Uh, let's see. In all seriousness, I was expected to do well. C's get degrees was motivation to stay in college. Yeah, that's for sure. College, it doesn't matter. So, no, uh, Dennis said he tried that trick with his dad and he said, It's not about me. <laughs> Chris said, If everyone is failing, maybe a teacher is a problem. Yeah, that's yeah, good. that's usually and it's funny. My friend, who was just a wizard, basically, still is smartest guy I've ever met. He would get like 98, 99. He wasn't part of the curve. <laughs> he would be yeah. like, okay, well, we're gonna send, we're gonna sit John aside and we'll grade the yeah. curve on the rest of y'all. <laughs> and you know, I would there was one kid in our class too that understood it. And I said, Would you try to explain this to me? And he'd try, he couldn't get it either. I just didn't get it. Well, no, John took that route with me. He said, Yeah, well, well let's sit down and let's. Let's, let's think about this and let's try to analyze this. And he, after like 10 minutes, he's like, why don't I just give you my work and just kind of write down what I have. And he said, great. That's what, John, I love it. You know? So I know. They, Aurora will take away my high school diploma now. But the people who, who can do geometry are just above the rest of us. So for sure. Yeah. And listen, I'm not being dumb. Brilliant, brilliant minds. Seriously. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, guys, the smartest guy I've ever met, he, he can do anything. So, yeah, Gabe chimes in, says, happy birthday, Papa Dude. If you're late to the show, it is happy birthday to Papa Dude. I, I'm not going to ask him, but um, that was, should have been, we should have had a, a guess. Yeah, that's a game. Um, I'm not going to say. I'm not going to tell anybody. Now, if you want to guess, I might tell you if you're close or not. Honestly, I would be one in the guessing range. I have no idea. So. <laughs> 
<laughs> Unbelievable. Um, okay, well, listen, that's, that's it for us. Uh, what are the what? Tell the people what what are the plans for your birthday? Coming over there, and I don't know what we're gonna do. <laughs> Big plans. Yeah. Listen, you were born on a very inconvenient day. I know. And uh, I it used to be that. great until I started this, and it's always terrible. <laughs> we're not gonna stay very long, so. No, yeah. I'm kidding. Yeah. No, that's fine. I will have a good time. You get to no. pick where you, you get to eat. So there you are. Uh, well, Dennis says 27. <laughs> be, be serious. That, maybe that's how old Dennis is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it could be. Uh, remember it? Uh, the morning was years ago. Remember that? Yes. Yeah, you couldn't even remember why you picked certain horses. Uh, Trish yeah. says, uh, her parents sent, uh, my parents sent me to math camp in the summer. <laughs> it would make me like math. That summer camp led to my lifelong hatred. Of oh, math. that is the dumbest thing you can do. Is send somebody to math. I didn't even know they had math camp. Yeah. I that just either. sounds like punishment. I Terrible. Heard of band camp, but not math camp. Not math camp. No. Wow. Um, Dennis says, yeah, we should mention this before we go. Baseball on right. opening day. Who do you like? Opening day. <laughs> I have no idea. Who do you like? Uh, the only good feeling I had today was I think the Cardinals will beat Pittsburgh because the Cardinals always beat Pittsburgh. Yeah. That's who I like. Um, that's uh, the only one I, I could see. Um, I mean, I, just not a baseball fan. I thought the Cardinals, yeah, they were strong. Uh the Cubs were underdogs today. I picked the Cubs. I think Cubs will win today. Yeah. Oh my God, Dennis! Look at this. Oh, this Dennis is—he's got problems. Dennis, you're uh, so sick. You're just... Cardinals, Cardinals, I can't even read this shit. Cardinals, I don't even know what Pirates, that means. Cardinals, Pirates, all first five under three and a half. Plus one thirty Mets, Nationals under <laughs> nine and a half. Minus one twenty Braves, minus one and a half. Plus one ten Astros, Angels over first five four and a half minus one twenty. Okay, I think Matt, I think Dennis could have passed geometry. What do you think? I think I think he could. He probably didn't That's he got all of this. He learned it in geometry. Right. Mark says I may have Alzheimer's, but at least I don't have Alzheimer's. <laughs> uh, Trish reports on the math camp said it was hell. Uh, <laughs> in the summer, on top of it, when all my friends were having fun, <laughs> you were in math class. That's awful. That's awful. Oh, that is just terrible. I, I, I feel sorry for you. I, I, that, that would have been the worst summer ever. Oh, that's just awful. Oh my God, Tigers well, over seventy and a half. They haven't won seventy eight and a half in two years put together, have they? Uh, I don't know. He says over seventy eight and a half. It's free money. It's free money. What have they Dennis, done? I wonder. Much respect to Dennis. As always, much respect to Dennis. Yeah. When. When I saw this, I thought he was talking about Tiger Woods. And uh, that's a story. Well, maybe he is. No, no he's not. not. That's a story we should mention. Tiger we Woods. we got to mention that. Yes. At the Masters. Uh, this came out of nowhere. I didn't think he'd be playing at all no. for a while. Uh, let me see where he's at. He's minus one the last I saw. He is now even. He is even through 10. That's amazing. Yeah. Um, there, was a, there was a bet. It was almost even money one way or the other. Uh, you know, would would he make the cut or not? Hmm. I mean, even if he can stay there, obviously he's probably gonna make the cut. So, uh, how many holes has he got? How many is he? 
He is through 10 now. Through 10. And what's the leader? The leader is two under. So it's playing very difficult. Seems like it's playing difficult. Usually, you know, you, you watch the Masters and sometimes you see like, you know, minus yeah. 15 wins. Yeah. They um, had a weather delay, didn't they? I could not tell you. I that. think they did. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. Uh, this is whether you like Tiger Woods or not. And some people do, but most most people love him mm -hmm. for good reason. And anyway, this is amazing if he can make the cut. It's amazing. Yeah, yeah. And I, I think, I think. Well, I heard Tiger, and he said, "I'm not really worried about how I'm hitting it. I'm hitting the ball okay, but I don't see any way he can walk four rounds. Yeah. I just." see any way that's going to hold out right that's the problem uh well he might be saying he's hitting the ball okay he hadn't he hadn't played golf in what over a year yeah i mean yeah. competitive golf and to go to the masters and be even after 10 holes yeah. i think that's amazing we'll see if he can hold it together that's that's the key but yeah it's i thought he would be about eight over uh for the two days so I, mean, I, I kind of thought he 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 figured well okay I can walk two rounds yeah the tiger does not think that way right he wouldn't uh, think he could win as far as it, uh, Gabe says there's still lots of groups still not okay. yet yeah twelve players still have it. not teed off okay it looks like you know I'm not gonna count this on the air here it looks like the majority of players are still on the front nine um you know a few players have now trickled in and are finished looks like you know eight or so so yeah a little over halfway through the first round is how i would describe it and uh like i said he's tied for 18th at even um looks like he's had one birdie one bogey so far so that's solid golf yeah just playing solid um he, he did bogey a par five which that's not great for him but yeah. don't know what happened haven't haven't been watching i know um, he birdied number five which is a very difficult hole mm -hmm. and he birdied it and uh uh, to me, this is an amazing story if he makes the cut. Uh, you and I don't care about golf anymore because of him. We yeah. don't he didn't play. Any, I, didn't, I don't know how old some of our people are here, but, man, when Tiger was in his prime, golf was must-see TV. Yeah. You had to watch it. Yeah. It was one of those we, speed, we think about speed yeah. tuning every hour. What's yeah. that? What was that? Well, stupid advertising on ESPN as I was. Oh. He's one of those guys that I've never hit. Okay, here's what I've always said about Tiger. For those of us that are hackers, Tiger hits the ball as bad as we do sometimes. Sometimes. That guy's in more trouble than me. Yeah. And he gets out of it. When he was in his prime, I never saw a guy drive the golf ball so bad. Yeah. And scored so well. That was, and, yeah, that was the incredible thing. He he would watch me like, oh, they'll gain on him now, and then he'll somehow get out of trouble. You yeah, know? he was amazing. Absolutely. And then when he had to make a putt, he made yeah. a putt. And that's kind of what happened to him later in his career. He quit making all those putts yeah. that he used to make. And then yeah. he was injured. And uh, uh, his body didn't hold up. Yeah. Oh, a, lot of, a lot of people blame that on uh, his uh, weightlifting and mm -hmm. his regimen. He was a workout uh, king, I guess. 
And a lot of those golfers like Nicholas and those guys, I don't think they really hit the weights like Tiger did. <laughs> I don't think so. No. Just by looking at some of them. Um, yeah. It's one this the weightlifting. He did. A, he was obsessed with the, like, was it the Marines or? Yeah, yeah. He wanted to be a Navy SEAL. Yeah, Navy SEAL. And so he went through a lot of that kind of training. And, yeah. and if you read the books, he tore up his knee doing that. Yeah. And, 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 and if you hurt your lower body or your back, yeah. you can't play golf. Mm -hmm. I mean, it just, it's what happened to Freddie Couples. Yeah. Or he's back and he never, he never could get that to where he could play injured, injury free. So yeah. anyway, that's, I hope he, I hope he's at least can, can play again, you know, at a competitive, obviously he is for 10 holes, but you just don't know whether that body's gonna, gonna hold up. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Long ways to go, but it is nice to see that he's at least, yeah. you know, not blown yeah. up already. So, oh, it's great. It's yeah. great. And, you know, he's got the got those holes coming. They're swing holes. They could be disasters or you could, you know, get go low oh, on them. So, we'll see. That's right. See how he uh, does. I do want to mention real quick uh, the NBA is wrapping up mm -hmm. uh, this week and uh, the, the playoffs are set as far as the teams that are in. Uh, but they're jockeying for positions uh, right now as to what the seeds are going to be. Uh, but the 10 teams are, are solid. I mean, they're locked in. We yeah. just don't know what position uh, they're going to be in. Uh, Phoenix is the number one seed in the West. We do know that. And Memphis is number two. And then uh, I think Miami has to win one more game, and they'll be the number one seed in the East. So it's setting up. I think it's going to be, if you like the NBA, I think it's going to be a great playoff uh, run. There's a lot of good teams. Yeah, I feel like we'll talk about that a lot in the coming, you know, two, three weeks. Yeah. As yeah. the derby preps die down and then, you know, right yeah. into the NBA playoffs and the final uh, of the NHL yeah. as well. Yeah. So kind of get back to the normal format of the show, so yeah. to speak, until, of course, the derby comes and then, Yeah, and then we have hockey that will follow that. Yeah. And, uh, uh and there's some good teams in hockey right now too, so yeah, those playoffs are always fantastic if you're a hockey fan. But this year, I, I mean, some of these matchups are going to be fantastic. Yeah. And the defending champs, uh, Tampa Bay, they're struggling right now, so they better get their ship righted in the next uh, two or three weeks. Yeah, you look at it right now in Tampa Bay, uh, they're actually in a wild card spot at the moment. Yeah, so yeah. they're struggling. Yeah, that's that's very interesting to see them yeah. that. That division they're in, or that conference is really tough. Yeah, and, uh, but they're struggling. I think uh, they're seven and nine in their last sixteen games, so yeah. they've got some problems right now. Um, man, I don't know who to pick in hockey. I guess Colorado. Uh, yeah, uh, Colorado and Calgary are my teams in Florida. So yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Carolina's we'll struggling too. The matchups are the key for that. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Um, we will definitely in the next two weeks have a pretty good idea of what what they're going to look like there. So. The Blues have taken a big step here in the last yep ten days or so, and they they're uh, Vegas getting beat last night really helped. Yep, Blues because the Blues have a couple of games at hand, and Vegas is eight points behind them. Uh, I mean, the Blues are up the ladder, but in the West. It changes every night. Yep. Those teams are so close. 
but Vegas is uh, outside the playoffs, and that's what I look at with the Blues. They're eight points ahead against the ninth place over the ninth place teams. So right. Yeah. That's yeah. what I'm looking at. I, and the Blues have a big one tomorrow night, and uh, I think they play at home again Saturday. So if they can get those two, I think we can breathe a little bit easier. They seem like they're going to be in the playoffs now for sure, um, without yeah. unless they totally collapse. So. They do have a tough last schedule, though. Yeah. They do, but they play better against good teams. So they do. A lot of them are on the road. That's yeah. they play good on the road when they have to. Yeah, they do. They yeah. seem to have the goalie situation kind of under control now. Just well, Bennington, you you're not playing. <laughs> the goalie, there's no other choice. You have to play yeah. Huso now. Yeah. You do. Like when you have one goalie who's playing adequate and the other one cannot stop anything, well, it's a pretty easy choice. There's no controversy anymore. <laughs> yeah. It's right. it's settled. It's Huso. So yeah. Um, it's it's going to be a fun last couple of weeks here for the NHL and the NBA. And like I said, that's probably what we'll be covering for the most part uh, starting next week as kind of like I said, the Derby preps will die down just a little bit. So. And Monday we'll know the playoff situation in the NBA and we can look at the matchups and go from there. Yep, that's right. So Monday we'll probably recap these Derby preps and, and then look at the NBA matchups for the playoffs. Uh, boy, if you like horse racing, my goodness, we got a lot of content coming out. Mike Samich interviewed the owner of Smile Happy and Rattle and Roll. Look for that out a little bit later this afternoon. I know Magic's putting that together right now, and he'll have that up on the YouTube site for you. Uh, also, Samich and I did top five small tracks to visit. Uh, hey, this. I'd like to see that. What'd you put? I know. Oh, well, just tune into the YouTube page a little bit later this afternoon. Magic editing that one as well. All right. Uh, Magic, have, I been, have I been to any of them? Yes, uh, Remington Park was on the list. Um, Prairie Meadows was on the list. Um, okay. That may be the only two you've been to, but yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah, I'll check that like out. that. Um, let's see, what else? Uh, Bleakers Off is going to be later tonight. Uh, and then Magic Mike also coming up this afternoon in its normal time. Uh, two big shows there. We'll have live shows all week, or, or excuse me, on Saturday for all three of the Derby preps, I meant to say. Uh, and hopefully Jared and I will be on this one. Oakland's internet did not cooperate with us. We're hoping Keeneland's internet cooperates a little bit better. We'll be able to join the guys Saturday. Um, a lot going on. There's so much going on and we got you covered guys. So just stay right here. And as far as this show, see you right back here on Monday. And we're going to have a lot of answers to the Kentucky Derby and, uh, for the NBA playoffs. So make sure to tune back. Um, one final time, happy birthday to Papa dude. And, um, we're getting ready to go have some fun, guys. So uh, we'll see you right back here next week. This has been a presentation of RacingDudes.com, your destination for all things horse racing and sports betting. Whether you want free winners, expert insider picks, up-to-the-minute trackside weather reports, or podcasts and videos for bettors of all skill levels, Never make another wager without visiting the Racing Dudes first.